with the educated opinion on topics of all varieties. Yo, it's your boy Bubba, and you are listening to Bubba's Banter. Yo, what's good, y'all? It's your motherfucking boy. I ain't got to say no names, right? But I am anyway. It's your boy, Bubba, and you are listening to Bubba's Banter. I hope y'all got your living well, feeling well. I am so sorry that I have been absent. The new year has been fucking kind of crazy, I will admit. It's been a kind of crazy new year, I guess. Uh, <laughs> like crazy, crazy, but good crazy, but crazy, crazy. Um, I haven't talked to you guys audio-wise in a while, but wait, wait, wait. If you did watch the live show, you, d- you know you did hear from me. Um, it was just up on Spotify, but I took it down because I was having some technical difficulties with um, running StreamYard. Hold on, y'all. <laughs> I think I something's fucking up with my mic. <laughs> um, but I had some technical difficulties running uh, StreamYard, I guess. So that was the reason why I did it, like... I just posted it up and didn't realize like after I posted it, like it was like kind of like slowing down and like kind of choppy. So like delayed, I should say that's the word delayed. Um, but I think it's because a friend of mine told me that when I'm using StreamYard that I need to make sure that I have the modem plugged up to my computer because that makes it better for streaming, I guess, live or whatever. So next time when I do that, I think I'm going to do that and see how it works. So but um i did have the episode up on um spotify and it was kind of wonky so i was like you know what i think i'm gonna take it down i'm gonna put up an audio version of it and then we'll see what i can do like that's how i'm gonna do it like i'm gonna do an audio version and then um something of that sort you know what i mean like just because the episode's really good I, I really liked the episode um it was really good I, for my first time doing a live show it was it was really good <laughs> um but yeah i hope you guys live on well. you guys know where to follow me at which is the bubba's banter podcast also um bubba's banter on twitter and follow my facebook page y'all i'm gonna be doing a, a lot more live shows on that show or uh on that show i'm doing a lot more live shows on that page often i really like the way it's set up so i'm gonna be doing that um but yeah, you know, um, what was I about to say? Oh, y'all go get some bearskin underwear. Use my promo code, Bubba's, uh, Bubba. I'm telling you, you, these underwears are like the shit. Go get them. But, um, yeah, so I got a reincurring guest to my show and I'm so happy that he's coming back on here and, um, going to banter with me today about some good, 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 oh, good, good, funny type shit too. <laughs> my boy Cecil. And we're going to be bantering today about this good old, um, I don't know why I want to keep calling him Alex Tate, but <laughs> it's just, it sounds perfect, but <laughs> Andrew Tate, uh, I, I, I literally been calling him, like I was Googling some stuff about him because I didn't really know a lot about him until, you know, the situation that happened on Twitter. Um, Mm-hmm. And I I just kept typing Alex Tate like in my Google search, and I was like, "Why am I doing this? Like, this is crazy." But anyways, <laughs> um, so today we're going to be talking about good old internet sensation Andrew Tate and how he impacts the youth today, and how he somewhat, well, not somewhat, but he perpetuates toxic masculinity. Just want to give you guys a good uh, heads up. I am going to be doing a lot of toxic masculinity theme shows this season. Um, this is going to be my first one. I have probably four more in the in the in the in the in the in the chamber somewhere uh, with some different people so um but today we're gonna talk about andrew tate and and the way he does it so first off i want to talk about what he's known for um so andrew tate is known he's like a a, a, a influencer i mean he was a former kickboxer um i just think he's an asshole like i watch tons of his videos and i'm just like this man is slow he's like <laughs> like and you know what and i shouldn't even say that but he's just like Ugh. if that's the word i want to use for him <laughs> Ugh. and i don't see how any woman um, is like I, yeah, okay <laughs> Ugh. okay when we when we decided to you know when i brought up andrew tate um i had been you know watching not necessarily him because I, I can't stomach him for like five minutes like, yeah I, I can't i can't yeah like, I, re- I really can't it's like watching fox news i, I can't <laughs> watch it for long Right, um, <laughs> because it just it bothers me and it enrages me for a lot of different reasons. But I was watching him. I was watching people really kind of talk about him, and I watched a couple of clips, and I said, "Okay, well, if I'm going to do this and talk about him, I can't 
do it without trying to absorb some of his content. And I feel dirty. Yes. Um, that is a perfect word. Watched his content, especially. Okay. So if we want to just kind of talk about what he, who he is. Yeah. Influencer. He was a kickboxer. He was on big brother. Yeah. Um, you know, at, at some point, I forgot about that. I, that I, <laughs> yeah. I'm going to watch that. And he had a, basically a pyramid scheme, you know, sort of thing going on. Yeah. Um, I can't remember what it was called. Hustles University or something like that. Yeah. Um, where it was a money scheme. That's basically what it was. Pretty much. Yeah. But who he who he was does not matter. Who he is now is a, an alleged. You know, I, I have I want to say alleged because I don't yes. want him to sue me because he he ain't got no money. Right. Um, his Bugattis are gone. Um, rapist and um, organized crime member and um, human trafficker. Is, yes, allegedly, is y'all. Is allegedly. Let's say now, allegedly again. Allegedly. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He was an alleged, you know, these things. Um, he's an alleged these things. Um, that's who he is now, and he is currently. I think they just sentenced him. I think so. Yesterday or something like that. Yeah. Uh huh. Um. I, I, I don't know. Anyway, he's trash. His brother's trash. Um, yeah. His life is trash. He's trash. Um, and that's not a lynch. He's, he's trash. He's trash, yeah. yeah. He went famous... Yeah. Well, the last year, uh, the 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 last tweet of the year actually by uh, Greta Thunderbird, or is that her last name? Oh, Greta let him have. Yeah, Greta let him have. <laughs> 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 that motherfucking tweet was going for days. I was laughing so hard. Small dick energy, like straight up. Mm-hmm. And then he made that video response, and then got busted. Like the day after, yeah. like the day. What the fuck? Yeah. It was like 48, 48 hours later. I think he got busted. Yeah, it was forty eight hours later. Let, let's let's be fair though. It wasn't the pizza box that actually got him. Yeah, it seemed like it was. It wasn't the pizza box that actually got him. And for people who don't know what we're talking about, he came at Greta and fucked around and found out. Basically, he just pretty randomly much just decided to come at Greta on Twitter talking about his Bugattis and right. you know, all of these other things. Oh, by the way, he's he's this weird British biracial. Oh yeah, British. I, who, it, yeah, I forgot about that too. Yeah, yeah. who claims he he shaves his head. But he's really going bald. But anyway, exactly. um, and, I, and I know because I, I'm doing both. So um, anyway, so Greta came back at him, said he had a little dick and he just kind of lost it and made a video. And like the next day or the next couple of days, he was arrested for all the stuff that I mentioned earlier. Yeah. Um, a lot of people thought it had something to do with him having like a, a particular pizza box in the video that he made because yeah. that pizza place is only in one place. Yeah. Um, in Romania where he lives now. Well, he's in prison now, but he lives, he lived <laughs> in Romania, moved from Romania because they're a lot more lax on laws, yeah. you know, and things like that. So he was openly saying, Hey, I'm trying to break as many laws as possible. Like he's just a terrible person. All right. Terrible. Terrible as fuck. Yeah, that tweet was hilarious though. Like I literally laughed my fucking ass off for days at it. Like I just couldn't believe like that happened. And it was just like it first off, I just want to touch on that for a little bit. It's just like you were coming for a little girl. Like, I mean, I get it. Some of these little kids today, that's why I be saying fuck them kids, because some of these little kids today got a mouth on them and they can go in. I ain't gonna lie, I can understand you getting hit, a kid hitting you with a bro, I ain't gonna lie i i i've dealt with some little kids where they they got a little mouth on you want to just oh like choke them or hit them in the throat or something but a little kid like you really did all that response for a little kid like that's where i was just like bro you could have just kept it at 20 she's not a little kid she's she's 20 oh yeah she is 20 now she's 20 she's 20 20 years old so yeah when she says you got small dick energy then you know she knows what you're talking about but ain't he like how old is he um good question shit uh i know how old he acts i don't know how old he is yeah he acts Um, like he's 12 and talks like it yeah let's (laughs) let's see and well let's see he was born in 86 so uh oh you know he's he's yeah 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 so he's pushing he's pushing 30 um at this moment yeah um, he's he's push he's pushing thirty thirty is pushing him too yeah so so yeah um he's he's trash anyway go ahead 
But yeah, um, I think the bigger thing for me, though, was just like watching a lot of his content. Like I went on TikTok and I started looking up shit and just realizing like the impact he actually has on a lot of these fucking kids and like some of them my age and some of them younger. And it was kind of scary to me because I was just like, this dude is like retarded. Okay, this dude is stupid. This dude is like, yeah. Like, he's not making any sense to me. Like, I have this thing where I'm realizing with people nowadays, they want to go viral for the wrong reasons. I, I love saying that because people like to go viral for the wrong reasons. And mm-hmm. people choose certain things to talk about to have those viral moments. Like, I'm watching, like, I've been into debate culture now, like, watching the debate videos with people yeah. debating the things mm-hmm. and stuff. Me too. And, like, you know... I realized that some of these people that are always on the like bad side of things don't really know what they're talking about. They just choose it to go popular because I mean, some of these people are getting paid $10,000 to come talk at a seminar about something like about shit that they kind of have no clue about. Uh, and it's like, okay. <laughs> okay. Let me, like, I, I have to say this because this, I just found out about this yesterday. Um, you, you mentioned debate culture and this doesn't have anything to do with entertainment, but it has everything to do with what you were just talking about. Um, you were talking about debate culture and I've been watching it so much, you know, for the, over the past like year or two. Um, you know, and I'm, I'm very much a leftist. I'm, I don't refer to myself as a Democrat anymore because they suck and they're not doing anything that they right. say they're trying to do. Um, but I've been watching a lot of debates for a long time and, there's people like do you know who Stephen Crowder is? I think I do. I think he's I do. on the right. He's he's really terrible. Um, and I think he's the one that wears a, a, a holster with a gun all the time on his podcast, um, which is just really stupid. You know, he's hateful yeah. and anti-LGBT, and you know all yeah. of the things that that he is. So he was working for this one company, right? And his term was up. He was working with the Blaze, uh, Glenn Beck, and all of them. And his his term is up. Um, so he was trying to find, you know, employment elsewhere. And Ben Shapiro's team at the Daily Wire, they made him an offer. And that's really kind of all you need to know other than the amount of the offer. The amount of the offer offer was $50 million for the what? term. And the term, a term is four years. And $25 million for the renewal term. And I don't know how long the renewal term is. I don't know if that's, you know, I don't know how long it is. But $50 million, these people on, on the conservative side, on the left, they don't really make this much money. They really don't. But these people make millions and millions and millions of dollars, but all they do is talk about how bad the elites are. Bitch, you are the elite. Elites. You're the elite. You are the Andrew elite. Andrew Tate makes millions of dollars doing what he does. And you mentioned young kids. I'm a therapist. I work with young kids. I'm literally in my office right now. I have a couple of kids who are influenced by Andrew Tate. Um, they, they're not swift enough to know really what's going on with him now. But, you know, 12, 13-year-old boys, especially privileged yeah. uh, white folks, I'm just going to say that privileged white boys tend to gravitate towards a dude like this. He drives these cars. He has these planes. He talks about what he wants to do with women. He controls them. He does all of these things. And people think that that's what, like these kids think that that's what a man is supposed to be. So when you talk about toxic masculinity, that's specifically, we couldn't have found a better example of what toxic masculinity is than Andrew Tate. Exactly. Like he is, like he is, he's literally that's the hot. epitome of what yeah. <laughs> like, yes, like that's like he is exactly what it is. Like I was going through some of his videos on TikTok or TikTok, and I was looking at how like like how he talk about girls and how like oh if a woman is like this she's not this or a woman does this she needs to be she needs to be doing this for you and this and this and that if you pay for this for a woman she should be doing this or it's okay to do this and that and I'm like dude. No, and and just reading the comments, and then not even just reading the comments of the guys. It was the women that really got me. Like I think it was the women. Like and I know I just said focus on young men, but the women really. That was the thing that was like, whoa, this is scary. That women are yeah. actually looking for men like that. Or fantasizing to be with a man like that. And I know it's probably some deep rooted trauma too that they're dealing with as well. And that's the reason why they're making those comments. Or it could just be whatever or some bots. But some of these people are like actually have real profiles and like 
supporting him and saying that he's a real man. Um, I, yeah, I, I I do think that there may be some sort of deep rooted trauma that you know because you never really know how that manifests. But to be completely honest with you, on a on a broader scale. I think it's just socialization. It's really just kind of how men and women, boys and girls are socialized in Western society. Not yeah. every culture is different. There are some cultures where the men don't take the same kind of role, you know, as, as, as they do it in, in our culture. Um, but you know, the, the whole pink is for girls, blue is for boys. Boys can't cry. Um, girls are supposed to cry all the time. A girl who doesn't do these traditionally masculine, uh, feminine things or, or so-called tomboys or yeah. you got to watch them because they, you know, they might end up being hard studs, you know, somewhere, right. um, you know, down, down at the, the Eagle on, on, <laughs> I don't know if the Eagle has any lesbian nights, but, uh, you know, <laughs> I don't think down they at do. the Eagle, um, <laughs> <laughs> Atlanta's Eagle just opened up last month from what I understand, so oh. I might have to just go back down there. Oh. Uh, it had been closed for years. It's been drama. They've been all, all on the news and everything, but I won't even go into that. Um, it's, it's the socialization. I, you're a gay man. I'm a gay man. Um, so I have to introduce this into the conversation. A lot of the debates that I watch on TikTok and the t- TikTok debates irritate the fuck out of me because it's always some dumbass that comes in there and wants to argue with something that makes sense. Yeah, and they're they're so they're adamant for hours, like they're just hours. They're yeah. just adamant about something stupid. Hours. But- <laughs> <laughs> like, because I've I've fell down a TikTok loop, loophole and been on that bitch for two three hours just watching videos oh. and being like, oh my god, oh my god, I just had a really brain fucking fart just watching all this yeah. stupid shit I, I really just I have to cleanse myself I have to be really careful how much stupid I let in but a lot of the socialization that happens with straight cis I guess well we, we, we're cis too so yeah. um, with, with heterosexual people they have a battle that you and I really don't generally face unless exactly. well, okay, let me let me let me get into it let me get into it Straight couples always have to figure out who's supposed to do what. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> exactly. Is the man supposed to do this? Is the man supposed to open the goddamn door for him? Is he supposed to lay down his jacket over a puddle or some shit like that? Is he supposed to, who's supposed to pay? Is it the man that's always supposed to pay or is it the woman even if she has? All of, all of that shit, y'all can have it. This, let me let me talk to the straights on the internet. Hello, straight people. Y'all can have it. Y'all can have all of that shit. I don't want it. I don't want it. I don't want to hear anything about it. Um, my husband and I, whenever the garbage is full, we take the garbage out. All right. Okay. Um, Simple. whenever the dishes need to be washed, we wash the dishes. Simple. <laughs> and whoever washes the dishes. If I'm at work, like I am right now and you know, some shit needs to be done then I know my husband's going to do it. And if he doesn't do it, when I get home, I'm going to do it. Um, Simple. we don't really have to worry about that gender role stuff as heavily as, uh, straight couples do, and Andrew Tate is a prime example of taking those gender roles to the extreme. Yes, you know what I'm saying. He takes them so cartoonishly far um, that it's just it. It's really kind of a mark against society that he's become so popular because he he should. Yeah. I don't think he gets a lot of hate watch. I, I think there's he has some diehard fans. Diehard fall. Die hard people who fall in line with these gender roles, and, like, and you got to be like this if you're a man, and you got to be like that. I think he said one time that he can, he, he's not cheating on any woman that he's not in love with, with. so he can fuck anybody. Yeah, I just have to say that. <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Yeah, like what are you talking about? And there's guys out there that think like that. I think that's just how it's supposed to be as a man. Like if I don't love her, it's not cheating, bro. Like I love you. Like you, I can see a dumb Neanderthal looking face ass person, dude, saying that shit. Like to a woman, like I don't love her, but I love you, so it's not really cheating. I I just I'm so confused I, 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 on <laughs> Andrew Tate, like, and just how he's become so popular and how, like, you got motherfuckers saying they gonna come visit you in jail. 
Like that, mm-hmm. that there is where it's like. But, but he's in jail in Romania, so you gonna fly to Romania first? Yeah, and then you go. Yeah, like <laughs> that. That that's crazy. Like people are protesting and shit in in the name of Andrew Tate. Like that's scary to me. Like where have we gone in society? And and I'm just yeah. I don't really know where to go else with Andrew Tate because it's just like there's this. And it's not just Andrew Tate. There's a lot of men online. You know, you mentioned Ben Shapiro. You mentioned like it's people like him and other people that are like very right that are making these statements and like like people it's like it's they're like a team of fuckheads. Like that's really ruining ruining a lot of our young youth in society and like people also people who are vulnerable and feel isolated too, like and people that just don't know how to like, I guess, manage their emotions. If I'm trying to use the right terms, or ta- yeah. or yeah. critic, or think critically, or look, or look at things from different perspectives than just like their own, or you know how they're feeling about something. Because yeah. it's so weird to me when I like, like I don't know how to. Okay, I had a conversation with someone about race one time. And he said, hey, um, I want to ask you a question. I don't know if this is weird, but like as a white person, I just want to know like why sometimes people always talk about why do black people always talk about race or why do you know, like I sometimes feel guilty at the fact that like when a black person comes to me a certain way, like like I feel guilty, like 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 I did something wrong. And I'm like, did you do something wrong? Like sometimes like, (laughs) did you do something wrong? Like some people are just fucking assholes. And some people sometimes as I was like, sometimes as a black person, you have to understand that as a black person, I can't speak for any other person of color, but as a black person, we deal with racism consciously, unconsciously sometimes. And that, and that some situations we're going to, think that it's being racist like there's plenty of times at the airport you know and i don't care about talking about it now but like there's times where like if i had a guy say that i was racist because i had to pat him down he's black and i'm like looking at my skin i think i told the story before on here i'm looking at my skin like bitch like we the same shade you might be a little shade lighter than me <laughs> but like i'm just doing my procedure to make sure you get on the planes that the people get on the plane safely you know you're not the only person that i've done this to like there's no so sometimes people do that and but when you have to realize when people come to portland they see like a whole checkpoint full of white people and they see people angry and got an attitude they literally might just think like the, y'all being racist you know but like in the same sense of that like you have to understand that's just how people are do your job let them go you know because this is pretty much a co-worker i didn't want to say it was a co-worker but it was a co-worker who asked me and and i told him i was gonna talk about it so it doesn't matter we talked about it once before and it was just like you know don't don't allow yourself to get so like wrapped up in that because it, you, you got 15 seconds you got one person just 15 seconds you got another person 15 seconds like let that shit fly off you and i understand it but i think sometimes people get so caught up in the fact of like am i being am i being racist am i being this or am i being homophobic or am i being transphobic or if, I, if i feel this way and it's like you gotta learn how to just dissect that shit and like work it out because then you're gonna be then you're gonna be automatically walking on eggshells just to be doing it. Yeah, um, it's situational for me, um, and I, you know, I know that we didn't really come in here to talk about race, but right. a lot of times I do appreciate the ask from someone who has no idea. Yeah, I would appreciate the the ask more so than I would the assumption. Exactly. Um, one oh, of the ones, yeah. that, one of the ones that I hate more than anything, and I, I try really hard not to do this, is to include black people in POC because you see what I say as a we black have person. a completely different experience <laughs> in this country than right. other people of color. Right. Like we have a completely different experience. Right. Um, and it, it really, really can't be compared. Um, and, you know, and to the white people listening, they're going to come, they're going to be mad, but um, no, you may not have intended to be racist with a particular thing. Maybe that wasn't your intention. Um, discriminatory prejudice, whatever it is that you want to call it. But you still benefit from the system in a, in a way that we don't. Right. So um, the only thing we've ever asked you to do is to recognize that and try to close the gap. 
that. That's the only thing that, that you need to do. You want to you want to fix racism. You want us to unite and all that. I don't. I haven't decided whether I want to unite with white people or not. But if you want to unite, um, then close that gap. That's that's really all you have to do. Right. You, you don't have to do anything else. But anyway, um, yeah, Andrew Tate is all of everything that we said Andrew Tate is, and he is currently in jail and in a Romanian jail. So I don't know what the fuck that's going to yeah. you know, look like for him. Um, but I don't want any of us to have a conversation about toxic masculinity and not bring up Kevin Samuels. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> go ahead for a second. Go ahead. Rest in peace. But go ahead. <laughs> Wait, let me stop laughing. Because, because I firmly believe. Yes. The Andrew Tate and Kevin Samuels and and the like, you know, uh, all the rest of them, but particularly with our community, uh, Kevin Samuels, it, it was almost as if Kevin Samuels was their husband. Huh? Like they they treated Kevin Samuels like he was their boyfriend. Yep. Like look at the way my man dresses. Look at the the way. Look at the the houses and the cars that my man has. Look, I want to be just. Oh my God, he's such an inspiration to me. It's almost like these straight dudes Bro. are just rubbing their rubbing their nipples. Like I need you to let Bro. your nipple go. Let your nipple go when you go. talk about Kevin Samuels and how awesome he is and how much you want to be just like. Him. Yeah. I need you to just stop making him your idol, your mentor, your boyfriend, your husband, your side piece. Um, I really need for y'all to stop doing that when it comes to Kevin Samuels because when he died, he died in an apartment with a fat bitch. So the same thing that he kept preaching against exactly was what he was found dead in his last moment. Exactly. He was a hypocrite. A hypocrite. In his last moment, when the, when, when the heart beat for the last time, he was a hypocrite. When he took his last breath, he was a liar, is what mm-hmm. he was. You better go so, in. <laughs> you better go in. <laughs> So I need you to be careful with who you Ooh, marry. Okay. You know, in these streets. Yeah. I need you to be careful who you marry in these streets. Now, Andrew Tate was on, on, you know, on his podcast, literally, literally, I wish I had the clip I would play, literally describing how he human trafficked. Like, I yeah. do this to the woman, and I do this to the woman, and I get her to do this to the woman, and I do this, and then I do this. All of it illegal. All of it was human trafficking, if anything that he said was true at all. And this is who you idolize. So when Andrew Tate gets caught, it doesn't make a lot of sense for you to be like, no, he's innocent. No, he's not. not. He it's- said what he was going to do, and I, I, just, I don't understand why people, they'll say and do anything, they'll make up anything just to... George Santos. Do you know oh, who George Santos is? The drag queen, <laughs> the ex drag queen, allegedly, <laughs> allegedly, no, that's, allegedly. That's, that's Katara. No, that that shit ain't alleged. I'm not gonna say alleged on that one. That bitch was a drag queen. <laughs> a bad one. A bad, a bad, a bad one though. Oh. A a terrible one. A bad one. Yeah. We go all up here on the back of her head. A bad one. A bad one. Way too much makeup. A bad one, not a good bad one, y'all. Whatever the fuck. Yeah, not a good, not a good bad one, y'all. A bad one, terrible bad. No, 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 not no, no, no. A poor one. A poor. There we go. Poor. A a poor. poor. Yeah. Drag queen. She really just was out here (laughs) looking like Miss Miss Selma, Alabama, like a real peacock. Anyway. So I bring up George Santos because and I don't necessarily know if this has a lot to do with toxic masculinity, but I'm, I'm going to try to see if I can weave it in a little bit. It's the fact that on the right, it really doesn't matter. It seems that they'll believe anybody. Yeah. You know, the conservative minds and I, I'll, I'll call the people who, who follow Kevin Samuel, I'll call them conservative too. Mm-hmm. Um, conservative minds tend to just go with whoever allows them to continue to believe in the bullshit that they believe. Herschel Walker. Oh. That's another one. Oh. Oh. That's another one. I'm right here. I'm, I'm right here in Atlanta. Uh. <laughs> or you sh- and I'm talking about I I live in Sandy Springs. So for those of you all who don't know, that's a pretty affluent area. Like I was uh. around the corner from, from like Shadow Charade and all you know, like I can walk to Shadow Charade and Kimmy's out. Mm. But these these white folks up in here <laughs> 
They thought Herschel Walker was the man. The These man. women were just sitting at the corner. I got pictures of them with signs like Herschel Walker. He's the man. He's 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 gonna do everything for abortion after abortion after uh, abortion after abortion. Everything that they don't believe in, he did. did. Yeah, everything that they don't believe in, he did. But that's who you support. So so to me, the Andrew Tate folks. And the folks who really kind of subscribe to that toxic masculinity thing, and I'm, I'm going to say this, I'm going to shut up, um, who really kind of tied to that toxic masculinity thing, it's almost as if, I don't even know if it's almost as if, it's anything somebody can say to fortify what they already believe about themselves, they don't care what they do. They don't care what they look like. I don't care if you're a drag queen. I don't care if you didn't went up there and, um, you know, pay for all of these abortions. I don't care if you fucking a fat bitch on your last breath. I don't care. Go ahead. Go in. <laughs> but that's the truth. I I agree to that. I I highly agree to that because I just feel like, bro. But I do. I want to ask this. I thought about this um, as I was watching the Andrew Tate stuff and some other people too. Um, do you feel like? toxic masculinity like the phrase sometimes can be misused or overused or yes. like yeah yes yes, yes. Yeah. 100 i think that one of the biggest problems and I, you know i hate to do this left or right but one of the biggest problems on the left with toxic masculinity or the phrase toxic masculinity is that a lot of the times people on the left, especially the, the hard hard left um, they tend to make it so that if a man displays masculinity, yeah, it's deemed as toxic yeah. masculinity. It doesn't matter what it is; it's deemed as like I, I I knew this one dude. He's he was young. He's in college. Anyway, um, I said something about you know gay man wearing a lot of makeup, and I was like, well, you know, it's kind of weird to me. Now, what I meant by that is it. It's not normal. I'm a Gen X gay. You know what I'm saying? That's not man wearing makeup. I don't it's fine. Do what you do. Express yourself the way it is. But it's weird to me. Yeah. And I don't like it or dislike it. It's just weird to me because it's not normal. Weird means not normal. Not exactly. normal, normal yeah. to me. Nothing wrong with it. Some of y'all's faces is together. Together. You know, I ain't gonna hate on nothing. Bomb. Snatch like snatch. Paint it like. But he let me have it and said that I was you know engaging in toxic masculinity and all this and I'm, I just I just said it was weird. So the left does that. The right, like they do with the word woke, we can have a whole. Oh, I want to talk about that soon. We can we, we can have an entire whole thing about that because you know to put it to put it succinctly, every time black people come up with a thing, uh-huh. white liberals take it, yep, and they start using it and appropriating it, and then white conservatives take it to insult the white liberals. Yeah. So you didn't like both of y'all didn't fuck up our words. Now we don't exactly we now we can't use it anymore because now we can't use it anymore because y'all didn't <laughs> fuck it up. Um but the right tends to you know, in a mocking way, use things like toxic masculinity to make fun of the left. So nobody's actually using it right. And I don't know what you feel like your um, definition of toxic masculinity is, but for me, it's just a set of standards that ends up hurting not just the person that the man is supposed to be interacting with, but it ends up hurting him too. Yeah, That's usually, and I I can give you some examples, but that's usually kind of how I see it. The toxic part is more important than the masculinity part, because masculinity in in and of itself is not the problem. Exactly. That's that's what I want people to understand about the whole toxic masculinity thing. It's just like, and that's the reason why I want to do so many different like, uh, theme shows with different people on it. Like, I want to get a woman and everything, because I think that Mm -hmm. people really look at toxic like they when they hear toxic masculinity they don't want to hear the toxic part they just want to hear masculinity and it's like bro no like no one's saying that masculinity is toxic we're saying that there are forms and behaviors that comes along with what you're doing or displaying like your certain masculine behaviors is that it's toxic Mm-hmm. So I don't understand mm-hmm. like why people they just don't want to hear the the toxic part. I feel like that part's muted and they hear yeah. masculinity. And then it's like, they "Oh my god. Oh my god, you're talking yeah. about toxic masculinity. The next time you need a you the next time you need a man to open up the door for you or next time you need a man to carry the groceries to the car. Next time you need a man to carry you in the snow. Next time you need a man <laughs> 
like I can just go in, bro. Like it's so annoying, and it's so many people on the right who do it. Like I, I was uh, me and my friend, me and my homies having a debate because he had posted um, a story on Instagram, and it was this soldier holding a woman and a baby, and a kid, and the and the, mm-hmm. the dad or the man was carrying the items and the shoes, and then the picture says, "Don't be, don't be the man carrying the shoes." What the fuck? The soldier is there, literally helping his the family that's his job he's there to help so maybe he thought maybe it's in a flood too maybe the motherfucking dad was tired and he picked up the mother and the baby and was carrying them Mm -hmm. helping whatever happened to it takes a village anyways since we talk about manly shit it just but it's irritating because they pick and choose what they want to be masculine, what they don't want to be masculine. And I'm, I refuse, absolutely refuse to give the gays a pass on this Yeah, because there are a lot of people in our community who engage in toxic heteronormativity because you better go yeah go okay um <laughs> there's a lot of people in our community who you know bastardize masculinity and feel like it has to fall along these traditions yeah and you have to be like the person who was your bully back in the day or you have to be like the person who your dad was when he was abusive to you you got to be hard you got to be extra you got to do all of this i'm not going to get into the lesbians cuz you know the, the studs they they drive me crazy sometimes because they <laughs> they do this too yeah they do this too I remember making that post. I was. I remember I made yeah. that post on Facebook about uh, about studs being uh, saying they not gay or some shit like that. And you was the first one mm-hmm. to comment. Right. <laughs> <When>? I was. <laughs> I was. Because um, it's true. So I'm gonna talk about. I'm gonna talk about them too. But yeah, like like a lot of people in our community like to um, use these same gender roles. Yeah. Um, when it comes when it comes to sex. You know, when it comes to appearance, when it comes to all of that, instead of really just kind of kind of letting that go. And I and I get it. You know, there's fantasies, there's, you know, things that you think are hot, there's things that you've always thought are hot. And we're socialized. It's not all, you know, 100 percent their fault. We're socialized to believe that, you know, the, the more traditionally masculine man is supposed to be the top, you know, or something yeah. like that. There's a lot of dudes that won't let a film a, a film top hit. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Um, I agree. So we're we're guilty. We're guilty. Oh hell yeah! We're I'm hella guilty in a lot of things. All of the toxic yeah. masculinity traits as well. Yeah, yeah. I just like what you were saying about the whole left thing. Like, I think uh, you know the left and the right. Like, they just deep left and deep right. Let's say deep left and deep right. I, I would say mm-hmm. Um, yeah. because I got some friends who are super deep left, very you know, very very crazy left. I should say, and sometimes. The conversations that we have, I just be quiet sometimes. I won't say anything. I won't, I won't, because I'm like, I don't want to offend my friends or like, I'd be scared to have an opinion if that's the mm-hmm. right thing. Hold on. I feel like there's something I hear. Oh. Um, I feel like, I feel like I have a, um, I'm scared to have an opinion. I'm scared to say how I feel about stuff. I'm scared to like, you know, talk about just random shit because like I'm gonna get ostracized because I feel a certain way about something or I have a different opinion and I try not to come off strong because my friends tend to be a little more sensitive than I especially the ones that are far far left because sometimes I'll just like I and I know it's my delivery too like sometimes my delivery is strong like it's strong it's very forceful like if something don't make sense I'm like what the fuck like are you fucking serious like I'm very like (laughs) I'm very like, what the fuck are you talking about? Like, no, like I'm very. <laughs> that's not how it is. Like, I'm very uh, <laughs> passionate when it comes to certain topics and certain things, and like, uh, and I realize that's uh, that's kind of like like talking to people now and conversing and conversating with or yeah, conversing with people. Like, that's like pulling myself out of certain conversations that I I may feel passionate about it, but I know that there's a certain way that I need to deliver it, and even try to persuade the person to like. Like, hear me out. Not necessarily like, you know, hear the emotion, but hear me out and what I'm trying to say, you know. Because sometimes people will say, like, I've gotten into arguments with people. Like, me and my brother got into a big motherfucking argument about um, about trans people one time. 
and I was so emotional trying to be that fucking ally that I wasn't listening to what he was saying at all. Mm-hmm. And he wasn't listening to what I was saying. And we was, we literally sat and argued for about 40 minutes. And like mm-hmm. our other bro that was there was like, why is y'all arguing? You're saying this and you're saying this. Y'all both are right. Like, so why are we still continuing? And we looked at each other and we just fucking smiled and started laughing. And I was like, oh, mm-hmm. you're right. I was like, wait, you is? And he's like, yeah, that's how he's like, you're right too. Like, I, I hear you out now. Like, cause I had to, and then I had to realize like there are certain ways I have to word things and say things for people to like actually hear what I'm saying and not. I guess dumb down things all the time because sometimes when you dumb down things, it can make people think otherwise of something versus like sometimes you got to give them the explanation to certain things, you know? So as, as a, as a gay man, um, especially now as in like an out gay man, um, growing up in the environment that you grew up in, like, cause you grew up in the hood, right? Yeah. I mean, you know, the hood of Portland. The hood of Portland, yeah. I don't believe that that's a thing. But anyway. Um, <laughs> you had to be here in the 90s, <laughs> man. I'm telling you. I, I, I guess. But, yeah. you know, I grew up in, in Birmingham, Alabama, so I, I, I don't know anything about yeah, yeah, that's uh, a different Portland, hood. Hood, y'all. You know, yeah, throwing rocks at each other, whatever it is. Y'all did. So, <laughs> um. Did you, looking back, did you have to engage in anything that you would consider to be toxic masculinity in order to stay closeted? Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. I used to be in a, in a, in a, like, a gang, quote unquote, oh. <laughs> uh, called the mob. I was mm-hmm. a gay, I was a gay motherfucker boy. We had a, we had a gay a person in our, in our group that was feminine and tried to say he wasn't mm-hmm. gay. And it was like, we all knew this motherfucker was gay. Like, girl. And I love, I love him. So <laughs> that's my boy. I still see him all the time. We talk, but I knew he was a, I knew he was a big queen. And like, you ain't got to hide it, girl. Um, but Meanwhile, yeah, I, you was hiding it. You know, what I'm I was hiding it too. Yeah, I was on right. Craigslist and all that shit, looking at people and like, <laughs> I was doing a whole bunch of shit. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't really stop and think. Of, I, now that you said it, I'm really thinking about it now because I did a lot of things. Even like, I didn't like doing uh, girly dances. Like, I was a dancer too, but I was a crump dancer mm-hmm. that was rugged and masculine and aggressive. So it felt like that was, I didn't want, like, I've always wanted to do ballet. I've always wanted mm-hmm. to learn it just because it just mm-hmm. seemed, I'm very intrigued by it. Not necessarily by all the music, but like just by the dance of ballet, I think it's very, very, very intriguing to watch. Um, the technique is The technique, the technique in the motion just drives me fucking mm-hmm. insane to watch. And so like, I've always wanted to do it, but now I just feel like it's too late. So I'm not going to even a- attempt to it. Um, <laughs> uh, but I've always geared myself towards dancing that was more masculine and I didn't like to twerk and all that. But now you see me on TikTok shaking his ass everywhere. Like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yes, we do. We do. <laughs> uh, I feel that like, the, the shame is gone. Like the shame, the insecurity mm-hmm. is not there as much as it used to be. So like now mm-hmm. I'm used to like, I'm free to go out and twerk and do all those things. So, um, yeah, but I did feel that shit at, at, at one point where I was really scared and nervous that, um, someone was going to catch me. So I wouldn't like not do certain things. Like I remember I, I was a dancer and people would have me dance at certain events. Like I'll come out and everybody will say my name and shit and get me hyped up. And I'd be like one to twerk, but I'm like, no, just crump. Don't twerk. Just crump. <laughs> Don't twerk that ass. That's a, that's a, that's a song I should be twerking my ass on, not twerk, uh, crumping. Like, it just, I don't know. Is it, I had you to, had a, you had an old twerk in your spirit. You had to let him out. You had to mm-hmm. let him out. I used to, you know? I used to, yeah. I used to be with my homegirls who would like keep my shit secret. Cause there was a girl that I used to like cling on to. And I told her before I told anybody else. And I used to just Mercedes, mm-hmm. my best friend. And I used to be around her and twerk and dance and shit and have fun. Like I was allowed to be myself around her. So like it, it, that was like how I felt comfortable. And that was like a place for me to escape. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So. It, it, the reason I asked you that question is because I was thinking about that post that you made about being gay and this wasn't you making this post, but you shared it. Oh yeah. Being gay everywhere except the barbershop. Oh yeah. I have a, I can really touch on that. I'm going to touch on it just a little bit before we go. One of the things I will say about that is that, um, I was, I, when I used to go into the barbershops, I don't necessarily feel like I was like, um, 
shit. I don't feel like I ever came off as a gay man barbershop. Yeah, you weren't clockable. Yeah, I was I was unclockable and like but the people that were clockable, I was watching them get ridiculed and talked about. There was a guy one time that came into the shop and he was a um what we call, you know, um a walk well walk in i'm pretty sure everywhere everywhere you go they have walk-ins yeah, yeah. so mm-hmm. but the barbershops they have their walk-ins and their clientele and if they done with their clientele they can grab a walk-in so sometimes walk-ins be sitting there for hours not getting a haircut because mm-hmm. the the barbers mm-hmm. might have their clients or whatever so this dude was like hey you ready to get your haircut he was like yeah so he goes over to get his haircut he's sitting in the chair i'm sitting in the chair with my barber and He's looking at him and shit All weird and shit We all having a conversation Someone started talking about Tyler Perry Which was weird And talking about him wearing dresses That was a weird conversation And I'm just sitting there quiet My barber He's like my brother But he know I'm gay at the time So he he's the only per- He knows I'm gay And so Then <laughs> The dude that's cutting the gay dude's hair Was like Why you got so many earrings in your ear? Why you got Why you gotta wear Like what's so cool about wearing so many earrings in your ear? Like And the dude's talking And like He's gay You could tell he's a gay man And it was just like Embarrassing to me Cause I was like I wanted to say something But I was scared Because I was like Okay Now I'm And this is like At the beginning of my coming out stage too So like mm-hmm. I'm still kind of Shame and scared To actually tell everybody I'm gay Like there's only certain people who There's my friends and family That knows that I'm gay But not like People outside of that really And so mm-hmm. I wanted to say something But I was nervous And I was just like This is fucked up Like And I'm pretty sure There's so many gay men That can't go to barbershops or they do, but they have to deal with that shit. And if they don't deal with it, they do. They don't. They the, when they leave, they get talked about. Like, and that's the part that sucks. Okay. I mean, yeah. I mean, for me, okay. That that is the part that sucks. Like, like for me, you have you. If I was three, four years old, you probably knew that I was, you know, gay. You you knew long before I knew, you know, or, or cared one way or the other, you know, whether I was gay or not. Um, I didn't really realize I was gay until like maybe, maybe sixth grade when, you know, the little thick sixth graders in my class when we was hot, you know, whatever. Right. But I've never been unclockable. Like that's, that's just, and, and he, that's a whole nother, we probably need to sit and talk about that. <laughs> you know, too. You know the difference between what it's like growing up as an unclockable gay man and a clockable yeah. gay man. Um, you know that that's that's another discussion too. But once I learned to really just kind of embrace it, because you know I went through that, that that phase that a lot of gay men go through, where you just hate feminine men, like you can't stand them. Mm-hmm. You just can't, you know, where you really, really just cannot stand them. And that's a lot of times because you're not comfortable with who you are. Yeah. Um, and you see these people just kind of living their truth, and it's, you get a little jealous that they are able to really just kind of be who they are, regardless or rebelliously. Right. And you can't. You gotta, you know, you gotta hold yourself back. But the barbershop has, when I was young, had always been a place where I just did not open my mouth. Right. Like I just, I had to just shut up. Like I wasn't, and I had to sit as still as possible because I didn't want to switch. I didn't want to sashay or I didn't want to, you know, do whatever it is. And I'm not, you know, I'm not just some flaming, you know, just queen, like overly feminine dude. That's not who I am, but. You don't want to give no gay mannerisms at all. In in the 80s. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. You know, at Willie's House of Style. You know, I, I had to, you know, make sure that I did not embarrass my dad. Yeah. You know, and, you know, back then, you know, he paid me to get a haircut every week. So I had to make sure that I didn't embarrass him. So I had to really kind of just kind of restrain myself. But when I came, well, not necessarily came out, because I, I, I don't really like that phrase came out, because I'm not really coming out. I'm inviting you in. So yeah. I'm not really coming out to you. Yeah. Um, but, um, I really remember, like I told you, um, either today or yesterday, I refuse, I'll never go back in the closet for anybody. If you want me to hide who I am, then you hide who you are first. You stop telling people that you're straight. I'll stop telling people that. And I don't care where, I don't care where it is in the barbershop, in the pool hall, gas station. I really don't, I really don't care. I'm going to be who I am regardless. But I had to grow into that. 
You know what I'm saying? I yeah. have to grow into that. And when you're talking about toxic masculinity, it's the culture of toxic masculinity, the culture of, het- uh, of heteronormativity that makes gay men feel like they can't be themselves because they're going to get ridiculed, beat up, yeah. you know, and, and you know, shunned, you know, anything. That's toxic. Right. It's literally the toxic part of toxic masculinity. So I don't know. It all kind of it all kind of flows. Yeah. Well, all right, y'all. We're at the end of the show, and I'm so excited that you came back. Sorry for all the technical. Technical difficulties, technical difficulties of the day. Man, I had a oh my god, today was crazy. (laughs) Um, But yeah, I'm about to. Oh, actually, so guys, I am still doing another live show. I forgot to announce that I'm going to be doing another live show. Um, The date is going to be February 3rd, but it might change due to the people that um, it's going to be on my show. So I'm probably going to take like another break away from doing the audio shows just just for now, because like I'm trying to do both things and I work graveyards and it's so hard to like just like pump out shows the way that I want to. So, um, I know after this show comes out, I have another show coming out and, but yeah, as far as pumping a show out every two weeks, it might go to three. <laughs> it might just go to three. I, let me see how I feel. I might start doing more solo dolo shows just because like trying to get other people to get on here and all that stuff. But yeah, live show February 3rd, mark your calendars. I'm, I'm going to be excited. I'm not going to tell you guys what the subject matter is, but I know y'all going to love it. I know y'all going to love it. Um, but y'all guys can follow me at um, Bubba's Banter Podcast on Instagram, The Real Doc Dre. Um, also, please follow my Facebook page. I'm using that page a lot more. I'm using more than Instagram actually now. So uh, please, please, please follow that Facebook page because I will be updating and posting all types of uh, content material on there just because I feel like it's more of a... um, place to post my stuff and i feel like i get more engagement on there so i'm going to be utilizing that a lot more um cecil you ain't got no socials but you want to give a shout out <laughs> listen when I, when I tell you you know me <laughs> i know you you know me i don't have no socials i'm on the facebook and you'll never find it I never find a you won't. I promise you won't. That's it. That's it. <laughs> um, and, it, and look, and if you do find me, I'm gonna act like I don't know you. Exactly. So just that's just what's gonna happen. Man, request yeah. is gonna be sitting in the in the in the in the request box for years. Shit. <laughs> <laughs> It's three in there right now. Just right. Waiting. Just wait. Um, I only really, I really have only one person that I want to give a shout out to. Uh, and it, it's somebody who came back to Facebook after a long time of being mad at Facebook. And that's Lynx Savage. Lynx is back on Facebook. Oh. And I, I know. And I'm, we fell right back into where we were. We comment on everything. We, we <laughs> I miss I miss my links and he's back. So I'm I'm very happy to see him back home. Okay. All right, y'all. Y'all know where to follow me at. And I'll see y'all on Thursday.